0: Tell you friends, the Mark and Mac show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. Welcome in. A Canadian man facing an armed robbery charge, and the rest of us are charging Will Smith with stealing 20 minutes of our time and the last 24 hours. Jeez, more than 24 hours. For Pete's
1: sake, it's just been ridiculous. It's nonstop. Please let it go. We gave up on Hollywood years ago. I mean, come on. The town that gave us Harvey Weinstein, you want us to respect anything
0: you're doing? Come on. Buddy, think about this, Mark. Not only did they give us Harvey, Harvey was the troll from Billy Goat's gruff. (laughs) Everybody knew what kind of you're pig right. he was, mm-hmm. and I mean, think about it. We talked about it here yeah. back twenty years ago. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein's a pig, everybody, yeah. and it took them fifteen years because, yeah. well, it could cost me money. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, oh, or, oh, or parts or jobs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. and and <laughs> you are right, yeah. it could, yeah. but that was the
0: whole point of Harvey Weinstein. And yeah. every, what do, you, where do you think the term casting couch comes from? Yep. That's where it comes from. So you don't turn those guys in. Then all of a sudden you act like you just now found out and now we're supposed to look up to you. No, Mm -hmm. we look down on you because of what you, you know what? There are people walking the street that have more character and respectability than you have. You just have more money. Yep. That's what it amounts to. So, Dave, what are you calling us? You know what I'm calling you. Well, then, why are you – we're just negotiating now, okay? We're negotiating terms (laughs) for how disgusted we're going to be about you.
1: (laughs) Hollywood and Las Vegas are competing for the title of Sin City. I mean, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. The stories that we've heard over the years coming out of Hollywood, the the things that have happened, the accusations made by kids who were child actors and are adults now, the things that have gone on in that town that – that are basically open secrets and yet some star comes on the television and tells us we are supposed to care about this or that cause and we have an iota of respect for them come
0: on liferadio.fm it is the mark and max show oh, and you know, we started off talking about this guy in Canada. You know. Started to, yes. Yeah, and just kind of, whoo, just turn to U-turn. And... Oh, shiny. Well, it's one of those things you just look at it and you go, golly gee whiz, beef. Mm. You know, aren't we fed up enough? So, yeah. a 24-year-old man did what, Mark? Well, this guy
1: in British Columbia, he's facing charges after an incident last week, shortly before noon, Thursday, March seventh, uh, 17th. Prince George uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police received a report of an armed robbery at a business. A lone male suspect was reported to have brandished a knife at staff of the business and then fled on foot with a small amount of ice cream. Mm. (laughs) A suspect was located walking down a nearby alley and was arrested without incident. Shane Coolis of Prince George has been charged with robbery, possession of a weapon for a dangerous purpose, and failure to comply with a probation order. He remains in custody, custody, and his next scheduled court appearance is on April 4th. <laughs> so he robbed an ice cream shop at Knife Point. Wow.
0: <laughs> How much do they sell an ice cream for in Canada? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag Show. And, you know, Mark, if you were going to hit somebody. <laughs> Would you pick? No, you know, well, I'm looking at Will Smith and, and, uh, and uh, Chris Rock, okay? Yeah. No, I'm all right. Here's the deal if you really want to get away with something, okay, you know, you don't do it when everybody's looking. And I thought for a minute, I thought, why would he do it there? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Where would be the best place to attack Chris Rock if you're Will Smith? Do you wait until you're at an after party where there's a couple hundred people mm. or. Do you do it in the middle of a show that nobody's watching, you know? <laughs> there you go. So, he picked the best yeah. play. If you want to get away with hitting somebody, do mm-hmm. it on TV. And I, so he did. I, I guarantee you that uh, more people know about it now than
1: knew about it when yep. it happened. Many, many more. It's like the streaker
0: <laughs> back in 70 whatever, you know? That's it's right, like Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, but what made me think about it is there's this guy in Michigan who should have taken Will Smith's idea. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing something in broad daylight, right out in front of city hall you should have done it outside the oscars the other night <laughs> well
1: an apparently disgruntled repeat offender in hastings city michigan was arrested uh monday just minutes after he set a police car on fire
0: outside city hall he's well he is disgruntled okay a disgruntled <laughs> repeat offender i'd like to meet the gruntled repeat That's offender right. and see what he was doing
1: <laughs> surveillance video of the property Clearly shows 31-year-old Jeremy Dunkley walking over to the patrol car and dumping gasoline on top of it in broad daylight as bystanders looked on. Seconds later, he lit the fire and the vehicle went up in flames. Dunkley can be seen then running away from the fire as confused onlookers tried to make sense of what just happened. Unfortunately for Dunkley, one of the onlookers was Hastings Police Deputy Chief julissa kelly who had just parked the unmarked car and started to make her way into the building she reportedly witnessed the crime with her own eyes and took off after him and with the help of some good samaritans nearby kelly was able to catch up to dunkley and detain him kelly said that one man cut dunkley off with his truck and then got out of his vehicle to box the suspect at the same time another man ran over to assist he allegedly grabbed dunkley and wrestled him to the ground dunkley was arrested and charged with arson malicious destruction of police property assaulting and resisting a police officer and as a fourth time habitual offender
0: police wow. said yeah his bond was set at two hundred thousand dollars yeah, that three times you're out thing didn't work up there, and now it's the fourth time's the charm, I guess. But <laughs> That's right. The yeah. guy was looking for, for three hots in a cot. That's what it amounts to, and he thought, you know what? I, I don't even want to go home. I just got out. There's a cop. There's an undercover cop car. I see her. As soon as she's out of that car, I'm burning that thing. They'll have to take me back. But then I'll get extra charges if I run from them Mm -hmm. because then, you know, I got a felony resisting thing. That'll keep me in for another 30 days. Maybe I'll get bond high enough that I can't even get out. There you go. See, what they really want to get that guy back, Mark. Let him go on personal recognizance. Here, buddy, sign this and get out. You know, <laughs> he's doing this. He looks at this as this is like the YMCA for this guy. Okay, yeah, it that's is. what this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, now see if hey, wait a minute. Here's what you do: trick him, send him to the women's prisons if he wants to go back.
1: <laughs>
0: Life Radio FM. It is the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark. There has been a lot of chatter about the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, there's been a lot. And and we've talked about it. You know, many people have talked about it from the legal perspective, from the spiritual perspective, from all those. You know what I was looking at? I was looking at Will Smith's apology afterwards, you know, yeah. and I'm reading that going, that sounds like something I would have written for him. You know, <laughs> he didn't write that himself. No, his, his lawyer, lawyer did. About yes. The man I want to be and the man who I plan on becoming and <laughs> blah, blah. What? No. You got mad and went up and smacked a guy. And I, I yeah. started looking at it. Okay, unless you're in this really limited knowledge, unless you're in this very small sphere of people, you didn't know that uh, that Will Smith's wife, and her name's escaping me right now because she's such a big star, yeah. um, that uh, she has some kind of bald thing going on. Yeah. I didn't know, okay? Yeah. I mean, it was something that when we talked about it yesterday, I thought everybody knew but me. And mm. then I found out yesterday, two-thirds of the people that commented were like, I didn't know she had some kind of disease that made her right. bald. Yeah. You know, and I'm and Chris Rock, I'm wondering if he knew. And the thing is, I all I could think of later on, and this just shows you having done stand-up and been bullied on stage a couple of times, Chris Rock, after Will Smith walked away, mm. he should have gone up and said, Now, after after starring as Ali, Will Smith is now auditioning for being Joe Frazier. You know? <laughs> That's how he Because you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all he he could have done that, and instead of it being Jane, uh, what was it? GI Jane Two, it would have been you know (laughs) Ali Two or Frazier Two or whatever. Right, he could have knocked him out with that. And but but everybody's crediting Chris, but Chris Rock, okay, with not retaliating, not doing it. You're like, wait a minute. First of all, have you ever seen Chris Rock? I gotta. I got a deck on Q-tip upstairs. that's bigger than him. Okay, <laughs> he's a little guy Chris like Rock's is small. Yeah, <laughs> and Will Smith is what six four and two twenty. I mean, yeah. Will Smith looks like an athlete. You mm-hmm. know the way he smacked, you could tell this was not his first rodeo. Okay, yeah. yeah. Chris Will Smith has been around some people who have hit before. Yeah. The way he stood was like a boxer. He smacks him like, and he's towering over the guy. Yeah. So Will Smith towers over the teeny tiny Chris Rock, and <laughs> people are like, Chris Rock took it like a man. Well, Chris Rock's been taking it like that since he was about six. Years. Why do you think Chris Rock is? It's funny because he got picked on so much as a kid, but there was, there was a thing that Chris Rock said a couple years ago, and he was talking about being on the set of one of his movies, you know, Mm -hmm. and there was this, there was a bully from when Chris Rock Rock was going up. The kid, because Chris Rock is small and he had a guy who bullied him all the time. And one year, actually, this guy held Chris Rock up by his feet and shook him and made all his money fall out and took it, (laughs) took all his, his, took his money and he said that damaged him for a long time you know well he goes on the set first day on this huge movie and he sees this childhood bully who actually held him up and shook the money out of his pocket he sees that guy on the set of one of his movies the guy's a security guard Mm -hmm. and he said as he walked by him there's so many things that were going through his mind but it's like he, he said hey man how you doing and he walks by and he goes you know That guy, he he could have been my best friend. He could have been sitting in my trailer watching The Godfather in between takes. But instead, he was guarding my trailer. He had to see me in all my glory, with all my money, with all my fame. And he had to see me every day. Wow. Every day he saw the kid he bullied and had to go home to wherever his security guard paycheck took him Mm. and know that he picked on the wrong guy. You know? It's funny. (laughs) And so now Will Smith is experiencing the same thing. Because now Will Smith, this is not the first time he's hit somebody. Mm. Okay. You got to remember, in Germany a few years ago, a guy came up to him on the red carpet at at one of his movies, and Will Will Smith attacked him. Mm. There's going to be more of these. You thought Harvey Weinstein went hard? Will Smith is fixing to go down really hard. He Mm. just lost 20 million a picture. Okay. Mm. He just won the Academy Award and lost everything. You know what Denzel Washington told him last night? After this happened, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Denzel Washington and two that. other actors came over and Denzel said, Hey man, at your, at, at I'm going to paraphrase at the highest of highs in your life, the devil will come for you. Mm-hmm. You gotta take care. Mm. And I thought, and Denzel Washington just lost. you know, they were yeah. both up for the same award. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, but that's Denzel Washington and you know what? Yeah. He knows it because at the height of his fame, after he won the Academy award for training day, what happened to Denzel Washington? came out that he was having an affair on his wife. Mm. And I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what came out in the press. This is a Christian guy, good guy. And all of a sudden he wins the Academy Award. Then all of a sudden he's sleeping around. Mm. And I, I don't know what happened with it. I don't even know if it's true, but yeah. that's what was said. Yeah. And any way you look at it, he, you know, got it back on the straight and narrow, and nobody even remembers that now. Yeah. But I thought what class and what character mm-hmm. that Denzel Washington would pull him off to the side and say, man, you can't do this. Mm. You got to be better than that. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us today. And, you know, I was paraphrasing what Denzel Washington said to Will Smith at the Academy Awards right. after he smacked, you know, the smallest guy in the room, Chris yeah. Rock, yeah. the Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, uh, "Denzel said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you.'" Yeah. And I thought, Mark, how prof- how powerful that is. You know, that mm-hmm. when we, you know, sometimes when we have things going really, really well in our life, whether it's work, school, personal, whatever it is we forget who we are and whose we are. Mm. And, you know, the temptations can, they, they've they tripped up many a person, you know. And I'm not talking about the Harvey Weinsteins of the world that use their position, yeah. you know, yeah. to abuse people. I'm talking about regular everyday people like you and me. You know, maybe all of a sudden things are going really good for you at work. Maybe things are going really good for you at church. And all of a sudden, these little things start popping up. Mm. And they change who you actually, re- what you really are. That's why you always say you got to know who's you are and who you are. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't know that, if you don't know who you are and you don't know who's you are, you can lose both. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like IHOP and Pepsi. <laughs> if International House of Pancakes didn't know, wow. Remember when they changed them? Remember when they changed <laughs> themselves to the IHOP? Yes, the International House of Burgers for uh, the uh, IHop. April yeah. Fool's Day. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. That was so funny because I thought, man, I, their pancakes cost too much, and their burgers <laughs> are only good if you put syrup on them. Okay. Yeah, we used to call it the international crack house of pancakes because you'd sit in there waiting so long for them to serve your pancakes. Oh, because they're the out waiters, back. Yeah, they're this waitstaff yeah. was out back, yeah. yeah. It was like, I actually talked to LaDonna. She's with Mimi, and Hannah was probably three or four. And she goes, our waitress keeps going outside. We're still waiting. We've been here 45 minutes, and she comes back in wild-eyed and hurried, and it's Uh like, she's out there doing something. Why don't you go out and see what Mm -hmm. she's smoking out back? You probably don't want to eat those things, you know?
1: (laughs) Jane and I got up and walked out of a restaurant the other day we had really? sat there for so long same sort of thing happened we said people kept passing by nobody asked us to, hey can i get you something to drink while you're waiting for your server you know nothing like that ever happened we finally after about <laughs> right. after about 15 minutes we said okay you know yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it, as we walked out and it was jane that initiated it it was i was thinking Good for her. i was thinking it you know, I didn't wow. want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just did, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're here a little before the dinner rush. There, maybe are I'm giving them all the excuses, and she finally wow. says, "Do you think we're going to eat? You know? Wow." <laughs> and we, we, she finally she she says, "I, I, said, I, I'd rather go someplace mm. we're going to get served." And I said, "Okay," and we. <laughs> We both said something to the people up front as we left. You know, yeah. She said, care. she said, yeah. Nobody's, you know, nobody's uh, seems to want to wait on us. And I, and I said, yeah, we're going to go someplace we can get some food. And yeah, we're hungry. Yeah. You know, and so we went. We to didn't come here because yet. we're,
0: yeah. You know, we didn't come here because we're fasting. Right. We came here because we're here to eat. <laughs> apparently, the one thing you're here to do is serve us, and you can't do that. That's right. Where's your manager? You have just give one, me a manager because you had yeah. one job, and you couldn't do that. See, that's where you get the manager and you tell him in yeah. front of his whole staff, you're the problem. Uh huh. What? You're the problem because these people that don't get paid, Jack, won't mm. even do that. Jack! Yep. They don't get paid anything, they won't do anything. It's your fault because you're the manager. You either hired him. <laughs> you trained them. Who's your boss? We're getting you fired. This wait staff's just fine. They would be great without you. <laughs> You want to get some good food? Man, those, that way staff would wait on you every time. Hand, they, matter of fact, go sit down, sir. I'm, I got your meal. I'll take care of you. Get rid of the manager. Get rid of the manager. Get rid of the manager. You know? You got a free food coming all day. Wow.
1: I'm not sure I want See, to I take just, that kind of chance, you know? Because, oh, buddy. Because, because you you're know, already you going to leave. You just don't mess with anybody who's handling your food. You just don't. The manager
0: doesn't handle your food. The manager's oh. too busy in the back playing Candy Crush or
1: something. <laughs> Or he's the one selling them what they're smoking on the back steps. There you go.
0: <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And, you know, we were talking about IHOP and Pepsi a few minutes ago and got <laughs> sidewinded into, I don't know what the heck, but, you know. Bad service at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. It never, it never fails to, you know, we all have a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a story. I remember the one time we had casting crowns in the studio. They were headed in, and you and I were hungry. And mm-hmm. you had hair in your eggs. You remember that? Oh, I do. Remember and it wasn't that, yeah. laying on top. It was yeah. like it was cooked into it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember asking, <laughs> and they were like, "Mark Hall goes, are you being serious, dude? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the eggs, you might get them. You know, don't <laughs> have a little hair in it. Not a big of a deal." He's like, oh, my God, these guys are disgusting. Get out of here. All
1: right, anyway. That's a bad anyway, thing, too, so when, you, when you do a pickup order like that. And they not, the thing is, they know. You're not going to eat it until you're way away. And right. what are you going to do,
0: you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, the things they do to the French toast are really gross out. Talk to me about IHOP and Pepsi making <laughs> yes. a maple syrup cola because yeah. I'm not grossed out enough
1: by now. Yeah, it's, it's we get these limited edition flavor things from time to time. Recently, Pepsi's been uh, – Swinging for the fences, so to speak, with some unorthodox choices. Pepsi Apple Pie, Pepsi, Coca, uh, Pepsi Coca-Cola, Pepsi Peeps, and Pepsi Cracker Jack. Some of the varieties the soda brand has tried over the past couple of years. Now, they're back again, this time taking inspiration from pancakes. Pepsi make uh, Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola is an official collaboration with IHOP. The, and that's what got us off on the tangent was IHOP. Yeah. Now, this new soda won't be available in stores, though. Oddly enough, it won't even be available at IHOP locations either. Instead, in what has become a common promotional method, these highly limited edition sodas will only be available through a social media giveaway. Until until uh, today, actually, is the last day. Um Soda lovers are being asked to use either Instagram or Twitter to post a photo or video of a stack of pancakes, tagging IHOP, and adding the hashtags, show us your stack, and Pepsi sweepstakes. In the end, 2,000 winners are going to get a can, with Pepsi explaining that one consumer will also be surprised with a custom Pepsi spout, inspired by the iconic IHOP syrups sp- uh, pitchers, that will produce the perfect pour to pour <laughs> Pepsi maple syrup cola. As for the cola itself, Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola is described as combining the indulgent flavor profile of maple syrup with the crisp, refreshing caramel notes of a Pepsi. And the can also is a bit of a highlight, featuring vibrant imagery of a golden cascade of maple syrup dripping from the top.
0: I gotta throw up. That's disgusting. I'm- no wonder they're not trying to get, they're, they're making it so difficult to get, you know, they market, they put it out. Yeah. Here, get these guys talking about it today. So we don't have to get, you know, okay. Here's the deal. Uh-huh. They bought 2000 cans of it
1: or maybe just a bit more than that. They had a tasting and everybody said, no, no, yeah. we will never be able to sell this. We're going to have to give we would, it. A, we're going to have to give yeah. it away. There you go.
0: How can we, we do We would rather that? drink Billy beer. You got any Billy beer back there? <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show where by golly nobody else is going to tell you this today but back in the day one of the biggest episodes of all time ever watched on television just regular episodic television okay Mm? happened on the beverly hillbillies when granny fought the kangaroo okay (laughs) the boxing jackrabbit story (laughs) ever since then we know If you want attention, talk about a kangaroo. Yep. So when a Michigan woman finds a loose kangaroo in her driveway, all I'm thinking is she's planning to go viral, Mark.
1: (laughs) This woman captured video outside her home when she came across an unbelievable sight, a kangaroo that was on the loose in her driveway. Sarah Greer said she spotted the animal in her Lapeer County yard Tuesday afternoon. She says just walking down the driveway, not walking, hopping up and down the driveway, and it was eating Uh something, she says. She said uh, she was unsure what to do. About this uh, this animal, so she called nine one one. She oh come on, yeah. She said I'm located in Southern Lapeer County, and there was a pause, and the operator responds, "Ma'am, are you sure it's a kangaroo?" I said, "Yes, I'm sure." I'm just thinking about that for a second. You're the Mm -hmm. you're the operator. How many calls from drunk people do you have to get before you have to ask somebody,
0: "Are you sure that's a kangaroo?" <laughs> like okay but why are you calling nine one one over a kangaroo i don't know <laughs> Did, i could look i understand it you when your pizza order shows up wrong call nine one one, but not well, over short a kangaroo they're in they're the short driveway your french
1: fries to drive through that yeah. you know get your priorities straight well the dispatcher reported the sighting to lapeer county animal control but greer said she later learned the kangaroo's owner safely recaptured it Greer said she spoke with the owner of the kangaroo and learned the animal's name is Douglas. Another witness, Alex McCarty, captured video of Douglas hopping through a cemetery before he was captured. Uh, she's posted uh, the footage to TikTok because, of course, Greer said yeah. she's happy she captured the video of the animal because even her own husband found the story hard to believe. She says, now I'm trying to convince him not to get another dog but a kangaroo. Uh. <laughs> that's what you want It's a giant hopping rat for
0: a pet that's what you want liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know i'm a little shocked that we're this far into the show before we can get to a guinness book of world records (laughs) come on mark (laughs) you're slipping man (laughs) Hey, actually, I'm trying to filter
1: them out as much as I can. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Yeah, just the thing is that some days it's like they're ganged up at the door. It's like, it's, it's like Noah with the ark, and he opens the door, and all the animals are there. It's like, what? <laughs> anyway, a runner in, California, uh, in a
0: California. Wait a minute. Yeah? Hey. Yeah. Where's our jingle? Oh, I where's am Where's our so- intro music? I am so sorry. Well, come on. on. It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. <laughs>
1: It's a major award. A runner in a California half marathon set a Guinness world record.
0: Vergili. I won! 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 I made your prize! I made your prize! I won! I won! I won!
1: A runner in a California half marathon set a Guinness world record when he completed the race in two hours and 19 minutes while he was pushing his quintuplets in a stroller, Chad Kemple ran the half marathon at the Oakland Marathon in Oakland on, do you think it was in Oakland? On Sunday, while pushing a stroller containing his five four year old kids. They were saying, run faster, Dad. (laughs) I'm just dying sweating. and I'm like, I don't even know if I can go any farther. That's what he told KIVITV. He goes on to say, I'd forgotten how heavy it could be, especially when we're going up a hill. Even if it's barely a hill at all, I'm basically full-on holding the whole thing up. Kemple finished his 13.1-mile run in two hours and 19 minutes, beating the goal of two hours and 30 minutes that Guinness had set for him. Uh, He said, I'm the first person doing it but when you're the first person to set a record, Guinness gives you a certain cutoff. And they gave me a cutoff of two hours and 30 minutes. Kemple previously set Guinness World Records for running a 10K race and a full marathon while pushing the five children. Kemple says he believes he's finish, He's finished trying to set Guinness World Records, but he's planning to run more races in the future. And he hopes his kids will run alongside him. Wow.
0: Wow. You know what I'm most surprised about this entire story? What would that be? Well, I didn't know the governor of Alabama had a TV station. (laughs) (laughs) K-I-V-I-T-V. K-I-V. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: Wow. (laughs) Mark and Mac Mornings, only on LifeRadio.fm.
0: Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and mac show where we take a look at stories from around the world because when you go to places like Great Britain, you have to know that uh you, you don't get to carry your gun. Okay? Mm, right, In yeah. Alabama, uh much like Texas, when you buy a fifth of liquor, they hand you a gun <laughs> as part of the the purchase, okay? <laughs> But you go to England and the best thing you'll get <laughs> is a knife, you know, and so you can't even carry certain knives at certain lengths you know, in Great Britain. You know, you so can. I wonder when police are hunting an escaped prisoner, what's he afraid of? You know, <laughs> Does he run? Does he walk? I mean, what do you do when the cops don't even have guns or the ones they do have? The bullets are all green and stuff because they have never been used. <laughs>
1: They're Barney bullets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. When when our buddy James Sheldon actually had a friend of his who was one of these special ops guys he was doing some training over there uh, of police officers and how to shoot their weapons mm-hmm. and because none of them had shot them before but wow. they do have them but their their weapons their their guns were moldy Mm. they had to clean them these are weapons their service revolvers they had on the street and he takes out, he's like you can't fire this it's nasty you got to clean it first like well we don't know how to do that mate i don't know what that is but you know what i mean (laughs) anyway that would have been been australia yeah Yeah. australia well same well no it's not the same thing anyway (laughs) anyway great britain they don't have guns so the criminals always win Uh, well Dorset, England police said Kyle, Darren, Mark. How bad is that if you're a, if you're a criminal in Great Britain and they won't use a gun on you, how do they get anybody? You know, do they just give up? Do the robbers just give up? If you got a scale of one to 10 for guts and robbery, do their stop at five? I mean, ours guys go to 11. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. the rating stops at 10. Mm-hmm. Ours go to 11. Mm-hmm. But over there, did they get around three or four and just say, I can't go to five. Okay. I get it. <laughs> take me in
1: i think what it is is they uh instead of having weapons they just show up in mass numbers with little billy clubs oh. you know <laughs> so yeah they
0: overwhelm them <laughs> i'm just thinking if you know what they do though is they tell them you know what you're eating you know what you're eating in prison there oh you're eating you know uh, yeah <laughs> haggis yeah, we're giving you haggis <laughs> for lunch again it's international oh, but day. i wanted that for haggis. breakfast yes
1: <laughs> well dorset england police said kyle darren eglinton Assaulted security officers Saturday before he escaped from a prison van. The 32-year-old 30, 30, had been remanded in custody after being charged with robbery. Police said he should not be approached. Mr. Eglinton is described as white, five foot eleven, medium build, dark brown hair, and a beard. Superintendent Heather Dixie of Dorset Police said, I would like to reassure members of the public that we have a number of officers carrying out searches and other inquiries in a bid to locate Kyle Eglinton as soon as possible and return him to lawful custody. I would urge anyone who who has seen a man in the area in just his underwear and socks to report it to
0: us. Wait a minute, they don't normally do that? Okay, in this place in England, if you see a dude walking around in his underwear and socks, you don't report that? you got to be told. Would they have to be told to report that, Mark? Oh, good grief. I'm done.
1: I'm oh, out. that's just Lawrence. He's out, he's out, taking the
0: trash out again. life radio dot fm it's the mark and mac show where hey if you see somebody in the area in <laughs> underwear and socks only go ahead and call police but as long as we're talking about those crazy brits mm-hmm. there's a guy there was a guy um there was a man not any ordinary man but a man who wanted to raise money for the i don't know brain cancer thing that his mm. grandfather or something you know they cared okay. for him. he wanted to raise money okay yeah, yeah. and This guy, his name's Jack Jarvis. I don't know if you've heard his story, Mark. I think you have because you sent it to me. So (laughs) that was really a stupid intro to the whole thing. But (laughs) I saw this. I saw this the other day and all I could think of was Thor Heyerdahl. Didn't we already do this? You know, apparently not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) Jack Jarvis, I don't think he was on a reed, you know, a, a raft made out of reeds. You know, he's actually rowing a boat. He started his journey in Portugal on December 21st of last year. And since then, he has rowed 14 to 15 hours each day to break the world record for the longest solo transatlantic row. He said, I said, what's never been done before? What's never been, would been done before? And they said, well, no one's gone from the mainland of Europe to mainland North America. And I was like, well, right on. For the mission to count as being solo, Jarvis could not get any resources from other vessels or accept a a tow while he was traveling. His contact with family and friends and social media came only when he was close enough to land to get some reception. The journey was about 4,500 nautical miles, and it took 111 days to complete. Jarvis's inspiration for the mission was to raise money for the charity that helped care for his grandfather in his final days, suffering from brain cancer. He said, I'd be using him as inspiration. If he can battle a brain tumor, I can get back out there for another 14 hours. After raising the initial $106,000, he raised an additional 76000 from for brain trust. After accomplishing his goal and breaking the record, Jarvis's first stop was for a cheeseburger,
0: fries, and a chocolate milkshake. Well, because people accused him of being a health food nut, you yeah. know, because only a health food nut would think that's a good idea. He's like, I'll show you health food nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life playing all day long. We appreciate you joining us today. And we always tell you about the podcast, or we try to. Uh, you can get the daily podcast of the show, you know, because a lot of us only have time to listen for short periods of time. Mm. So if you, if you need your fix download the app all right <laughs> meanwhile back at the ranch stupid criminals define stupid criminals because they do stupid <laughs> things all right why is it that people on drugs decide i think at 2 30 in the morning i'm gonna break some kind of stupid law <laughs> so that i can get caught you know and then i act stupider by saying you don't have a right to search my vehicle officer."
1: <laughs> and hence we have the following story <laughs> A Lincoln, Nebraska police officer conducted a traffic stop in the Super Saver parking lot at 27th and Cornhusker. They actually have a street named Cornhusker. Yes,
0: that's crazy. That's like having Alabama drive in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) Yes, it
1: is. After a vehicle heading westbound on Cornhusker violated a red light. It happened around 2.25 a.m when nothing good happens go. on the streets, yeah. uh, the, vehicle, the vehicle nearly collided with a police car that was heading northbound on 27th Street. In the vehicle were the driver, 45-year-old Maggie Welling, and her passenger, 35-year-old Robert Vantine. During the, st- the traffic stop, the officer observed a glass pipe, commonly used for smoking narcotics, on the floor of the vehicle officers then conducted a, prob- a probable search of the vehicle and located 247.3 grams of suspected methamphetamine, 171 prescription pills of various types, 53 uh, 5.3 grams of uh, ps- psilocybin mushrooms, yeah, two glass pipes and $400 cash in welling's possession well and a partridge in a pear tree in the trunk with the kangaroo holding it they were going for variety that's what they yeah. were doing welling was arrested for possession with intent to deliver five counts of possession of a controlled substance and possess money while violating uh, whatever some wow. some some police or some law 28-416 she was cited wow. released uh, cited and released for possession of drug paraphernalia and careless driving uh, Vantine was arrested for possession with intent to deliver and five counts of possession with a, of a controlled substance, and he was cited and then released for possession of wow. drug paraphernalia. So they put him back on the Dude, street again.
0: Yeah, they got all those drugs, mm-hmm. and they cited... Saw- They took their drugs, took their cash, and said, "I go get some more. You know? Pretty much. I'm wondering if it made it back to the daggone room, you know, where they hold this stuff. How much did they start with? Was it $4,000 in cash and 247,000 grams of, uh, you know? Good grief. Don't we hold anybody for breaking the law anymore? Oh, wait a minute. No, we don't. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. That's right. FM. it is the mark and mac show and you know mark remember when we were uh dealing with covid19 mm-hmm. and you and i pointed out how there were no flu cases <laughs> you know there just weren't any they Poof, replaced them with they covid19 vanished yeah. yes <laughs> i mean so for years we're taking this flu shot and all of a sudden we don't have that anymore we got this right well now that we don't have covid19 anymore guess what's gonna happen yeah flu cases are rising across much yeah. of the
1: country so says the centers for disease control and prevention uh-huh. in a report on friday wow. though overall flu levels do remain low <laughs> we'll give them time uh weekly flu cases had been declining through most of january but began rising nationally the weekend of march 5th so says the cdc that increase oh. has continued eh, but slowly in, in addition The number of weekly flu-related hospitalizations has been ticking up for nearly two months. Mm -hmm. Most recent cases have been reported in the Midwest and parts of the South, including Texas. There appear to be upticks in other respiratory illnesses commonly seen in the fall and winter, such as those caused by other types of coronaviruses that have been circulating for many years, though it's unclear why. Mm Wow. (laughs) Try this on for size. Wow. They've been here the whole time. You've just been labeling them as coronavirus. Um, Over Overall this season, an estimated 3.1 million flu cases have been reported. There have been an estimated 1,800 flu-related deaths, including 13 children. That is significantly lower than a typical flu season, which can cause tens of millions of illnesses and tens of thousands of deaths in the United States. Just 1.8% of visits to the doctor reported last week were due to any kind of respiratory illness including fever cough or sore throat so says the cdc in its weekly influenza surveillance yeah. report yeah the cdc yeah i believe them do yeah. you no no i don't no no i don't and 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 it's not because i'm a conspiracy theorist or i'm just you know oh. an, an, an idiot it's because they have they have told us lies so often i can't trust yeah. them anymore
0: you know, no. Just can't. As soon as the CDC actually will recommend uh digital infrared thermography for breast cancer, then I will buy what the CDC is selling. Mm. But they won't. They won't approve it so insurance won't pay for it. It's the only thing that actually can define when a woman is actually developing blood it a, a tumor in the breast requires a blood supply. Mm -hmm. digital infrared thermography can show when that blood supply is beginning to grow in a certain area and they can use an injection of saline in the doctor's office and you won't get breast cancer. That's how quickly it can be done in a regular doctor's visit, non-invasive and you don't have to wait 10 years to have a mammogram done. It takes, by the way, A tumor has grown for 10 years before a mammogram can see Mm, it. mm -hmm. Digital infrared thermography can find it when the blood flow is gathering. Mm -hmm. All right. But the CDC won't demand that one get paid for by insurance. Mm. Go figure. That's why I note they always say the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. No, it's not. Prevention would be give me digital infrared thermography for all the women in the world. There. Yeah.
1: Well, we've seen with our own eyes over the past couple of years that it's a bureaucracy it's not really helping anybody it's just a bunch of people shuffling papers and declaring things to be true that aren't true and it's it's a really it's a really bizarre situation and it's becoming more clear by the day by the day that they do whatever the pharmaceutical industry says they should do and that you know what that's one of those things well, that i thought for okay. years was just ah oh, that's conspiracy uh, stuff
0: no they do it to a degree mark but yes. look what they did to pain management people Look at what the CDC did when they sent Mm -hmm. out their new guidelines for how to treat pain patients. And if doctors didn't abide by what they said, they sent the daggone DEA, FBI, everybody into shut down doctors. That's true. Doctors offices were shut down because of the CDC's guidelines that, by the way, were only meant for family doctors, Mm -hmm. not for pain management. So the pain management, granted, there are criminal pain management doctors, just like there are criminal police officers, criminal Mm -hmm. judges there. There are but the good ones actually had to abide by these rules that did nothing but cause people who were actually on pain medication to start taking street drugs to relieve their pain. Oh, that was real smart. Mm. So yeah, the CDC needs to be abided by. Wow. Life radio. Dot FM, the market Mac show where, where, you know, we talk about living in Alabama and uh, where we live. It is a, Boy, I hate saying this out loud, Mark. It's very affordable to live here, okay? Mm-hmm. And we still have um, we have a quality of life here that people around the world don't have. I know that. Yeah. I've lived in plenty of other places to know that this is a great place to live. And the reason I don't say it out loud too much because I'm afraid my relatives that are listening, <laughs> who are liberal pinko commies, are going to show up and take over. Yep. Yeah. That's what they do. Wherever they go, they take over, run for office. Next thing you know, 10 years later,
1: we're anyway. Things are a wreck where we live. Let's move someplace else and wreck it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There you go. Look at Colorado and what's happening in Texas. Yeah. Just all Texas has to do is look at Colorado and Oregon. Mm -hmm. Okay. They better get a hold of it quick. But anyway, people are baffled by the asking prices of a small beach hut, Mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Nowadays, getting on the property ladder can be very expensive with the cost of living crisis hitting the UK right now. Things aren't exactly financially easy anymore. So if you're somebody who loves the sea, a sea view, a tiny little beach hut, well, if you're interested, one has just hit the market. But the small wooden shed, it's a little place, no water, it has drainage, uh, no drainage to speak of, no electricity. It's located on the coast of Gwynedd, north of Wales. And if this place sells, it'll become the most expensive on the beach okay
0: mark basically you're dealing with my tool shed here pretty okay? much
1: if it was made out of wood yes yes a tool shed
0: built by with local no power <laughs> no drainage meaning no water uh-huh. no toilet it's, no it's a shed it's a this shed. is where you put your you put your lawnmower there so the house doesn't smell like gas okay it's
1: on the beach so basically it's a place you can go change clothes and get
0: out of the sun that's about all it is yes now, but with no power, there's no air. So you're going and, and it's wood. It's all closed in. There's no insulation. Right, you're going to yeah. burn it. It's going to be so <laughs> suffocatingly hot in the summer uh-huh. and so cold in the winter. You can't do anything in there.
1: Right. Well, the uh, the the local agents there have billed it as a rare opportunity. It comes with its own private deck that overlooks the incredible view. I think here we'd call that a porch. There's uh, no amenities on on to offer on the inside other than ample storage with a beach cafe and local yacht club nearby. (laughs) In other words, got to use the bathroom. It's down the street. The hut remains in one of the most desirable staycation destinations in Wales. It's attracting many visitors. The three bedroom house is a genuine time warp busting with potential. They say it's gone on sale for the first time since world war II, And they're asking $264,000 for it. Wow. Wow. No plumbing. No amenities whatsoever. 264
0: grand. That's why they eat blood pudding there, Mark. <laughs> Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag show. And Mark, a couple of minutes ago, when we were talking about the shack yes. in Wales. Yes. And I, I just want to share one thing a lot of Americans. Um, that joined the Navy end up stationed in Brody, Wales. And my, my sister was there. Okay. That's why I, and I thought about that. So I sent her that article. Oh. I, I want to find out where it is. I'm, a, okay. you know, because, well, yeah, I mean, it's in Wales on the beach and I just want to see if she would go, Oh, that's a good deal. You know, oh, yeah, because she yeah. lives in Seattle, dude. She li- oh, you know, my, oh, wait a minute. Goodness. Think about this. Yes. My sister, she's a conservative Christian, former military and she is a high school teacher in seattle washington what is she doing there they go and i think i think she has a permanent ring around her house from the (laughs) protesters i'm not kidding that's bless her heart Andrea. i love you (laughs) anyway that's awesome (laughs) did you see where mark how many online accounts do you have um just to give or take i probably a dozen
1: yeah just you know just for various things yeah Okay. I, maybe I saw this that. article yeah. and I don't,
0: yeah. Do you think, yeah. do you know what the average person has? Uh, yeah. 90. Do you believe that? Um, I, today
1: I think maybe so. I mean, because you're talking about, uh, let's say if you're an Apple phone, an iPhone user, then you've got an Apple account and then odds are you've got, uh, you've also got a Spotify account. You may have a, you know, all these things we joke about the, uh, TikTok mm-hmm. and things like that. Each one of those is a separate account. And mm-hmm. then You. All the other (laughs) things that you deal with, you deal with them on your phone or on your on your computer or other mobile device. You've got accounts for all that stuff. So, you know, so I'm a caveman. Yeah, (laughs) you're a caveman. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have (laughs) ninety. No, I don't either. I don't have ninety. But but according to uh, according to research, the average adult now has ninety online accounts, and one in four people use one password for most of their accounts. Wow! Yeah, hackers delight.
0: That's yeah. going to be the new rap song of the millenni You know, how <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> what you hear that. is not a test.
1: Think about oh that. Once some guy figures out what your what your uh, Facebook password is, then he's in your bank account. He's in your credit card accounts. He's in. Just think about how crazy that is. That's wow. No, that crazy is the wrong word. I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize. <sighs> Stupid is the word. Well, thank you, Mark. I'm changing my <laughs> password right now. Okay, and don't, don't, don't use one, two, three, four again. Come on.
0: LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show, and you know, Mark. Every now and again, I remember uh, back in the day when I was a little kid going to the veterans day parade Mm. and seeing all the veterans, like in the early set, you'd watch them walk down the street and they're veterans of world war one. Yeah. They're all gone now, you know, all gone. And I I remember watching them as a kid and my mother looking at them with respect and all that. Mm. And I think, you know, those guys, the guy that taught me how to shoot pool. Okay. Yeah. Was too old to be in world (laughs) war one. All right. Just to give you an idea. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think he, John Jennings would have been the guy that was probably, you know, reading the ladies home journal for their predictions back in 1900. Okay. Uh-huh. And I bet, I bet he had it in his back pocket thinking, Hey, one day I'm going to look back on you. You know, <laughs> he probably had it in his back pocket while he was teaching to play pool. <laughs> probably. But the guy always called me Adam, you know, when I figured out how old he really was, <laughs> this guy, John Jennings, he, he, I thought he was 93 when I met him. Okay. Uh-huh. But I found out later that when he got to 100, he started counting backwards. <laughs> and the dude was still driving, okay? Yeah. Now, granted, <laughs> That's we got on part. the I-5. We got on the I-5 in L.A., man, and he's doing 40 miles an hour. <laughs> he's in that the, guy. In, hunched yes. over the steering wheel. People blowing the horn. <laughs> well, just FYI, he was always hunched over, Mark, at that age. But Adam... Let's go. Let's get us a Dodger dog. (laughs) I'm not kidding. The walk. You know what, dude? We got there at the, we got there at Dodger Stadium two hours before game time, Mm. which you don't usually arrive till the third inning, (laughs) but we parked two hours before game time. We parked because we wanted to beat the traffic, but by the time we got to our seats, it was the third inning it was hours later man i was starving and then like everybody else if you go to a game in la you arrive in the third inning you leave in the seventh inning right the seventh inning stretch is signifying go ahead and get on the car because you want to beat the traffic home Mm -hmm. and so it was like I thought, well, if we leave now, maybe we'll get out by the time the game's over, you know? Oh, good grief. That was a fun day. Oh, oh man. I, I did shave years off my life on the drive, though. Got to be honest <laughs> with you. I was a little kid. Okay, I'm 14. I actually felt like saying, John, give me the wheel, man. Come on. I'll get us home better than you will. But we made it. Mm-hmm, that's Awesome anyway yeah so that's what i think of i think of, whenever there's a story like this that pops up i think right. of john jennings and how i don't know why he called me adam even though i corrected <laughs> so him for two funny. days two so full funny. days adam let me show you how to do it and it's like my name's dave adam i love you know finally <laughs> yeah i'm adam
1: okay <laughs> well you referred to ladies home journal and uh, yeah and the year 1900 well back in 1900 ladies home journal made these predictions first mexico will ask to join the united states
0: well, what they found out is they didn't have to. You know? That's right. They
1: just come over. They get and all stayed. the benefits just coming on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the letters C, X, and Q will be gone from the alphabet.
0: You know, oddly enough, Steve Martin in the 70s wanted the letter M stricken <laughs> from the English alphabet. So there you go. None of it's come true. Russia, uh, Russian, that is, the language,
1: will be America's second language. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if the current administration stays in power, yeah. that could happen. Um strawberries will be as large as apples hmm Mm. well i wonder how big apples
0: were in 1900
1: (laughs) maybe they are i don't know i'm thinking that's a uh
0: and everyone will walk 10 miles a day yeah (laughs) i i wonder you know we got those things that can tell you how far you're walking in a day yeah that's true. in your phone. I probably need something. Yeah, going from the recliner to the refrigerator to the bathroom to the yeah. I mean, I I can see that. Yeah, ten miles a day. Yeah, yeah. In the house.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It just Where reminds that? me that all of these predictions that we've seen over time, you know, they, they none of them ever really come true. Yeah, but you they do them so far in the future that everybody's dead. Right. Yeah
0: don't you anybody who
1: read this in 1900 is long gone don't you think that maybe the environmental movement should learn this lesson and plot their doomsdays like 60 years in the future instead of
0: i have said that forever (laughs) you know what the mormons used to predict it the jehovah's witnesses used to predict it you notice nobody predicts the end of the world now when it can happen when the guy in charge could still be alive they kick that, they pump that ball down the, no, 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 2020, no. So no, not 2022, 20, 2052, that's it. Yeah, but you're 70 years old. Yeah, but by 2052, I won't care. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show, and as we wind things down for the day, it's a glory, glorious day in the neighborhood, Mark. Mm-hmm. International Waffle Day started as a Swedish misunderstanding. Are we talking about Sesame Street here in the Swedish (laughs) Chef? Is that what we're talking about? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Actually, did you even know there
1: was an International Waffle Day?
0: I actually, sadly, yes, because it was the other day. Yes, it
1: was. It was the 25th, but I saw the story and I went, wait, there's an International Waffle Day? How come I haven't known about this for 60-something years? Because I would celebrate. I really would. Yeah, (laughs) I did. (laughs) International Waffle Day is celebrated each year on March 25th, and the holiday began. But you know what I did, Mark? Yeah. Instead
0: of using syrup on my waffles, I pulled that IHOP Pepsi (laughs) and uh, maple syrup. syrup, Yeah, I used that on my waffles just to protest everybody. Yeah. They get really soggy that way. Um, the
1: holiday began in Sweden as a result of a religious holiday's grammatical association with the food. The holiday's origins are the result of Varfrudagen. That's the uh, ah. S- Swedish word for Our Lady's Day. It's the feast. I thought of that Vienna. was Oh, that was Volkswagen. <laughs> that would be okay. Volkswagen. Okay. Yes, um, yeah. Our Lady's Day, the feast of the Annunciation, a March 25th Catholic celebration of when the Virgin Mary was told she was pregnant. Having a similar pronunciation to "waffeldagen," which means waffle day, so the two words were kind of similar, and the pronunciation coincidence led to Swedes nicknaming the celebration Waffle Day, and waffles became a traditional meal for that day. The traditional the tradition spread to Norway and Denmark, and in recent years has been observed by restaurants and breakfast food fans in countries including the United States, Britain,
0: Australia, and India. Yeah, well. You got waffles on the one hand and Cinco de Mayo on the other. So take your pick. You know, <laughs> waffles or beer. Who did the chicken and waffles? That was the day Kentucky became a state. Is that what it is? I That's don't know. Okay. I
1: don't know, but I'd like to thank whoever came up with the idea because they're delicious. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings, only on Liferadio.fm.